This is Brother Julius Adeomi. We are going through the Gospel of Matthew. Now we are in chapter 23. And in this chapter 23, it's all just the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, time he was actually rebuking the Pharisees and the scribes. We are just going to go through it, reading it, and point out some of the things that he was pointing out that the Pharisees were doing wrong. Then speak Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes, and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. That is, they are representing Moses. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. I mean, saying that they are teaching everybody else, but they themselves are not doing what they are teaching. What's for? For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born, and lay them. They bind everybody and grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylanteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets. And to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. All of those customs that they were doing, Christ was using them to, to rebuke the Pharisees. That they loved that, but see what, what the other thing are they doing that is wrong. But be not ye called Rabbi, for one, of, one is your master, even Christ. And all ye are brethren. Now Christ saying, we are all brethren. So don't elevate man above man, above man because of position. We are all to be brethren. Christ is our master. Christ is our teacher. Neither, neither be ye called, neither, and verse 9, and call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Now, this, that particular verse of us, don't call one your father on the earth. It's not talking about the earthly father. It's automatically your earthly father because he gave birth to you. It's talking about the respecting position that they put people on and call him father. Father, just because of his position or because of his uh, spiritual pastor. Many in some churches, they are pastor or great prophet, they call them father. Father. No, he said, don't call them father. They are just brethren. Our father in heaven is the father, father of all. Neither call ye, neither be ye called masters. For one is your master, even Christ. And Christ is our teacher. God is the everlasting father. God in heaven is our father. And Christ is the, is the master for every one of us, our brethren. So that makes sure to see that all the pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, apostles, everybody is putting our coolies on one another. is not recognized by the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, the Bible said that the apostles are probably saying it's not an accolade that you have to call me apostle. Call me Dr. This. 
come in, this, this are nonsense. He said, we are all brethren. If you are not trying to be brethren, you are proud. But Christ is our teacher and our master. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. You see, that's the same thing he told the disciples, the apostles that were, that were complaining about uh, James and John because they think these people are usurping authority over them by asking for one on the right and one on the left. He said, the one that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Verse 12, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Anyone that humble himself shall be exalted. Verse 13, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourself, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Verse 14, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses. And for a pretense, make long prayer. Therefore, ye shall receive the greater damnation. Now, the Lord was shining all these practices of these Pharisees. He, told, he said the first one, he said that they what? They shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. They themselves are not going in. They don't, let, they don't allow those who want to go in to go in. What does that mean? How do they do that? They preach that this is what is to be done and make some serious... Uh, they, they tighten the, almost tighten the loop most of make it so difficult to people to even to accomplish it. Because of all, take for example when they talk about the Sabbath. You can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. If anyone wants to even please God, they are telling you that you are already, you are already offended because you are doing this on the Sabbath. So they are, they are tightening the, the requirements. They did themselves, I assume, not even doing it. But that's why I said they shut up the kingdom of God against men. They themselves are not going in another way, they allow people to go in. The same way when he said hypocrites, for the next one he said that they devour widows' houses. I mean, the widows thought, well, the, the man of God is there, man of God is there, and the widows are going to find all the money they can get to feed these people, to entertain them. As man of God, man of God. And then they come and come, like a pretense, they make long prayer, let's pray for this widow. And they are praying for the first next 30 minutes, they are praying, conjuring words together, and said they are hypocrites. So they shall receive the greater damnation. That's why he said, for a pretense, they make long prayer. Verse 15 says, What do you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte? And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. A proselyte is a Gentile that has been converted to Judaism. So you spend all your efforts to make one, just to make one proselyte. They say after he's made a prophecy, you make him twofold more a child of hell. I mean, whatever they are teaching the prophecy or compelling the prophecy to do, he's not going to get the prophecy to heaven either. Verse 16. Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple is a debtor. So they prefer, they are, they are putting more value in the items in the temple than the temple itself. Ye fools and blind, for whether it's greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold. So the gold in the temple is not just because it is gold. We say the temple is what makes the gold in the temple become very important. So, but they are thinking of the value of items because they can get the items from people and think that's how they are making more profit. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing but whosoever swear by the gift that is upon it is guilty. And say, ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, 
the gift or the altar that sanctified the gift? So you see, the Lord is talking of spiritual things that take the spiritual things more important than the physical things. That's what the Lord is saying here. The spiritual things are more important than the physical things. Now, the gifts on the altar, they are thinking that's more important because you can ask you to go and bring gift. Go and bring gift. But the altar is already fixed. Basic. Christ is saying, it is the altar that makes that gift to be special. You can get the gift on the street. You can get gifts and it's over. But when it's on the altar, it becomes a special gift because you are offering it to God. So that is why the Lord is saying, which one is greater, the gift or the altar? That sanctifies the gift. Verse 20 says, Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar, swear by it, and by all things therein, therein. Whoso shall swear by the temple, swear by it, and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that swear by heaven, swear by the throne of God, and by him that sitteth upon the throne. And by him that sitteth therein. Verse 33. What do you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites? For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the Lord, judgment, mercy, and faith. This all ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guys, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Now, the Lord is talking about inner beauty compared to the outside. But he says you make beautiful the outside. Well-dressed, welcome here, everything tidy. But say inside is your character, your attitude, your behavior, respecting respect for the elderly. All those things that you call character. That is more important to God than the outside decoration of the body, of the, your dressing and so on. That's verse 26. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. You get the inside clean, it will show in the outside. In short, if your heart is clean, evil thoughts, evil ideas will be coming to your heart, and it will show forth in the outside that you are, you are thinking right, and then you will be able to dress the outside better. But if the heart is full of corruption, the outside Beauty cannot help you. Verse 27. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto white sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within, full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. So we have to take care of the inside. More importantly, our thoughts, our ideas, our Attitudes, our characters, because those are the inner in beauty. Verse 29. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous. And say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. He said, That's, how, that's what you are declaring. But a greater prophet is here, you are going to do the same thing to him. It's Jesus Christ is the greater prophet. Wherefore, be ye, witness, ye be witnesses unto yourself that ye are the children of them which kill the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? But said, Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, 
And some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. And that happened when the apostles started preaching, they persecuted the apostles and the disciples from city to city. And remember the story of uh, Saul of Tarsus? He was also guilty of that until the Lord forgave him and brought him out of their camp and became an apostle. He also was persecuted again by the Jews from city to city. The Christ was saying that that was the same thing that the, the, the Pharisees and scribes were guilty of by their fathers that have killed the prophets. In the days of old, Isaiah the prophet was reported that he was killed by the king that was later than Ezekiah. After Ezekiah, Isaiah the prophet was killed by the son of Ezekiah, they said. And many, like Jeremiah was arrested and put in prison by the king that was taken away by Babylon, in the, by Nebuchadnezzar in that generation. So they persecuted the prophets that God sent to them. That's what Christ was using as their indictment. He said they will persecute even these people that God is going to send, the prophets and wise men and scribes and powerful apostles in the, the, that are coming later, from synagogue, and they are scourging them in synagogues and persecuting them from city to city. Verse 35 said that upon you, that is upon this generation of believers that, that Christ came to visit, upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zachariah, the son of Barakias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. So the Lord Jesus Christ was indicting the generation that he visited. That generation of the high priests and chief priests, Caiaphas and Annas that crucified him. And all those that stood in front of Pontius Pilate and said, crucify him, crucify him. This whole generation of people in Jerusalem. The blood of all the prophets from the time of the beginning till the that time will be required from that generation. That was why the whole city was dissolved for 1,000 and something years. Daniel prophesied it that it's going to be a long time this time. They have, they have to finish the transgression. And the finishing of the transgression is the greatest transgression of ever is to kill the God of heaven that came down upon the earth and they crucified him. Well, that was serious. Also. So that's why they were scattered for 1,000 and something years. They started coming back in 1940-something and now become a nation. Those who, who, came, who come back, the others are still not trying to come back. But God promised that, that I will bring them back by the sword, and that was what we are seeing in our generation. But this is what Christ was saying unto them then. So that's why I just shook my own and had some Jews on the YouTube saying that Jesus is not their Messiah. They are still following the footsteps of those Pharisees of, uh, of AD 30. The Sadducees and the Sanhedrin that fought that crucified the Messiah, they are still following them. I pray for mercy for them, of this generation that are still following those. Uh, Sadducees and Anna and Caiaphas of the old. See, all this shall, be, shall come upon this generation. Verse 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which shall send unto thee, how often will I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and ye will not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Eve, Gathering, he has been trying to gather all the children of Jerusalem unto the. That's what he said. So, which means he is the God from heaven. He said, Oh, oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that clear the prophets and stoned them, which are sent unto thee. How often will I have gathered? He didn't say, With my father, how often will I have gathered thy children together, even as he hang gathered as chickens under and ye will not. 
Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Is the people here say desolate? We are not desolate. We are we are in this city. Oh, they are going to be desolate in a few in a few years. That's what he was saying. See, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth. Ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And that was actually fulfilled when he rode in into the city Jerusalem. Because the people are saying, Blessed Hosanna to the Son of David. Because we're talking about when he shall come back again in the last time, the second time, second coming. And this is the end of chapter 23 of the Gospel of Matthew. You can see in, there, in that chapter, God, the Lord Jesus was indicting the Jews of their Pharisee, that, the Pharisee that claimed to be the holiest of them all among them. He was indicting them of all their evil practices that is looked as hypocrisies in the eyes of God. And how they are planning to kill the Messiah too. He said, O oh, Jesus, Jesus, thou kill the prophets. The, the, the blood of all the prophets will be required from that generation. That was that, that generation that said they will not die until all this fulfillment of the prophecies will destroy that city and take them worldwide, scatter worldwide. It was fulfilled on that generation of the Annas and Caiaphas of that, of that year, of the priests of that generation. These are, those are the rulers. I will continue this in the next chapter. We are going to chapter 24 of the next chapter of the, of the Gospel of Matthew where the Lord was going to tell prophecies about the future. That will be chapter 24. God bless you.